Glimpses is a brief interlude consisting of five stories which take place between the events of Curiosities in 4804 and the next tale, Winds of Change, in 4814. We hope you enjoy these one-shot adventures as standalone stories or as pieces of the greater narrative of Warda. The year is 4814, and the glimpse is how the other half lives. Chapter 2 Yeah, I want to make a context roll to see if I know of any groups or individuals in Dogwood Ditch who need help. Excellent. And while he's doing that, I want you to roll a notice. Because you guys are basically walking down this path. Yeah, yeah, I want to get this over with, too. I got a two. Mm -hmm. Could I apply a plus one for being the bravest and most beautiful? Uh, sure. Okay, so I got a three. I'm sorry, most beautiful? Yes. Mm. Tough smish. I... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard those rumors. You're looking at those rumors. I take personal offense to that, but... <laughs> it's beautiful. He's beautiful. What, uh, what did you roll? Plus Clay? three. Plus three to fight someone. And, and I got a four. A four? There, I'm going to say, yeah, that's enough for, for you to say there is one group or one thing in this section, this area, that needs help. And you would know what it is. What is it? Uh, it is Marma Baldwin's School for Wayward Children. And it's an orphanage, and they have always been strapped for cash. Cool. Perfect. Um, what is it called again? Marma Baldwin's School for Wayward Children. Marma Baldwin's School for Wayward Children. Is it Baldwin or Malwin? Baldwin. Yeah. You read as you come across this building that at one point looked like it was a factory, and now has been turned into a school for wayward children. Um, Kalaith, as you were walking down the street, you found several things that might have worked. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like Sandir, each one was like, that one's not good enough. No, not that one. Not... And he leads you right to this place. Mm -hmm. I'm also making oblique references to your deep pockets the whole time. Yeah, you're wondering, like, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What are we supposed to do here at Marma Baldwin's School for Children? Well, I happen to know that they have been strapped for cash for quite some time, and I also happen to know there are several criminal elements in the neighborhood. She perks up at that very excited. As you guys near the front entrance, I feel like you're walking towards the front entrance, you hear um, the roar of, of a bunch of people inside, um, like a <sighs> inside, and... Um, and a, lar a loud scream as well. Inside the school? Inside the school. Inside this what was once a factory. I look at you. Did you hear that scream? Yes, let's go. Okay. Bolt inside. You burst open the doors, and you come across a peculiar sight, something you've never seen before. Um, you look down and see that the floor of this place has been uh, dug out and ringed off. And there are two eight-year-olds fighting in the middle pit. Um, and there is a crowd all around that are, that are basically like cheering and money is moving back and forth. And there's a big board with uh, a bunch of 
a bunch of uh, names and tack marks next to it. As these two children um, fight. Uh, are they in, fighting to the death? You can't tell at this point. They are... Uh, uh, what uh, with, is this? With, like, my face is a mask of pain. Uh, and I say, do you see how so many live in this city? I have never seen anything like this before. This is outrageous. I've never seen it, but I have heard of it. Do they fight to the death? Do you know? Not always. But sometimes? Roll me a luck. Each one of you roll one dice. Neutral. Yeah, it's to the death. Um, so, Or at least to unconsciousness. If you die in the process, that's your business. Um, and you actually see there's like, there's a tally mark of unconscious, bled out, dead. Um, and luckily there's more unconscious than death, but there is one tick mark on dead. Um, and uh, you look around the room and you see it's full of humans, it's full of half genes. There's a couple of high fae here as well. Um, there are goblins and brownies, fairies, everyone's represented in this room right now. And above it all is uh, Marma Bollard. Is it Baldwin. Baldwin. Uh, and you see her sitting in like, like a lifeguard station type thing that's been repurposed. She's got like, uh, she's got specs like opera specs that she's watching. Um, and there's a bunch of like children like around the bottom of it who are like collecting money and taking bets and stuff like that. This is this is incredible. This is outrageous. This has to stop. I agree. Well, let's. If we stop this, is this does this count as a good deed? I think so. In master. All right. I know exactly what to do. Ah, tell me. She starts yelling, stop this! Stop the madness! These are children! Who do you people think you are? Roll me, roll me a distraction. You're making a spectacle of yourself. I am. And I am the greatest distraction in the room. And Oh, do these not count anymore? I mean, you can use them to re-roll. Okay. I'll just roll a distraction then. If you want to re-roll, you can use I want to re-roll. Biggest distraction in the room. Biggest distraction in the room. Greatest distraction in the room, actually. Mm -hmm. Yikes! You can do it again. It's rough. You know what? I don't think I need it, because what I'm about to do is going to be distracting enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you start yelling, and what, what is the number? Um, the number is... Uh, uh, neutral. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if people turn around and are, like, looking at you. Like, tugging on people. As you tug like... And, like, so, like, there's... The crowd is still, like, paying attention, but as you make this giant spectacle of yourself, um, eventually, I mean, what is the most outlandish thing you could do at this moment? At this... Well, the most outlandish thing is I'm going to take off everything and say, I'm Calais Serene of House Serene, and you will stop. Oh. <laughs> Everyone stops. Yeah, and I am the, the two kids are like. Are... I think I get in there and I like. Is there any water around? I mean, there's like mud. You can like pull the water from the mud. And stuff I think like that. can I manipulate the mud to like make it like the kids stick in place so they're not attacking each other anymore? Yeah, you set, you jump in the middle and separate yeah. the two kids. Enough. And you're standing in the middle, um, and everyone, everyone is looking at you, and the place goes silent. And we do a quick shot around the ring of like people mouths agape, like woman sits there and like cigar falls out of her out of her mouth as I think she says, "I am not opposed to torture. 
In fact, I recommend it in some circumstances. But when people come of age, how dare you put these children on each other like this? I am appalled and disgusted. My father, Lutano Serene of House Serene, will hear about this. Wow. Um, let me roll. Is that a good enough to you? It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, immediately, Marma is like, bring me the stairs. And like kids come out with stairs and like put it down. And um, she like descends the stairs. And uh, she enters into the ring and she goes, Lady Serene. And she bows. And a bunch of other like Nayadi and uh, other Fae like take their hats off. All the humans are like not meeting your gaze. They're looking away. Um, she goes, what do we owe the, this pleasure, my lady? I'm just here to do some good deeds. Whoa. You may place some bets then. We are, we are merely trying to raise money. For what? For the children. Are you? Because it seems like you're torturing them and murdering them. Well, no, no, we're not torturing and murdering them. That would be, that would be Big Bertha over there. And you look over at this large, like, 14-year-old um, who's sitting in the corner with, like, a black eye and, like, a, like uh, wrapped up hands that are bloody. And she, like, spits a tooth. She's got pigtails. Um, and uh, that's Big Bertha. Uh, no, madam, you see, we have fallen on hard times, and we needed income, and... How much do you need? Uh, to ensure this kind of madness does not continue here. Well, it's about four dares a year to take care of all the children and to make sure that... The building is up to code, and everything else, so it's about four dares. Are you going to patron our school? She looks at Sandir across the way. Uh, so Sandir is in the Nadir right now. It's just a preparatory action ready for anything that might happen. Cool. Um, so I got a, uh, let's see here, this is, uh, six total, and... Um, when you look over, you can see my eyes are all black, but you can also just barely make out, like, there are tears on my face, too. Can I ask what this is? I don't know. The Nadir? Is this, like, the Avatar state? It's like... my superpower. <laughs> it's Describe the Nadir for us. So, the Nadir, I go to this place within myself. It's a meditative state, and it allows me to see the one thing that will change a situation. Uh, if... Yeah, it's like navigating a crowd to get to you, or figuring out the one person in the group of enemies who's going to be, who's going to cause the most waves if I knock them down first, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. That's cool. Okay. She's like, uh, are you going to patron our school, madam? I don't believe you are. I could. You, you could. I could. But I would need insurance and reassurance that this sort of barbaric behavior would not just happen when I left. Big Bertha clearly doesn't belong in this school. She should be trained with the fighters. Uh, Bertha's like, yeah! Shut your mouth, Bertha. Okay. <laughs> um, Mara, is it Mara? Mara? Mar Marma. Mar Marma. What is Marma? She's a fairy. 
Marma's a, a fairy. She's a big, burly fairy. Um, and uh, But she's wearing, like, a petite fascinator, uh, fascinator and, like, a very nice dress, corseted dress. Um, and uh, she goes, well, you say you're going to... I need some assurances that you are going to. I have those... Can we speak in private? Can you send all of these patrons to our establishment out of here and we can talk financials between the two of us? She turns around. Night's over, fellas! Get out of here! And everyone's like, oh, as they all turn around and begin to leave. Leaving just the children. Um, They are mostly human. Mm -hmm. Mostly human children. Uh, There's a couple of half-genes. There is one fairy. Um, But everyone else is our human children. Now, here's how this is going to work, Marma. I'm going to... She's like, let's go to my office. Children? Yes, ma'am? Go clean yourselves up. No, I turn around and, like, go to leave. I'd like my my colleague Dicey to come with us. With you? Yes. I was going to go with the kids. Okay. Uh, Okay, so I come out of the nadir. I hear that. Dicey. I was going to give the children some sparring tips. Okay. No lectures on the map. Very well. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you head off with the kids, and yeah. you head into her office. And her office is this little hole. It's like a closet with like a little desk in it. And uh, she goes and she sits down behind her desk, and she like offers you a stool mm-hmm. to sit on. She goes, talk. Listen, Marvel, I'm here to do some good deeds. Normally, I maybe would not care about doing good deeds, but it's children... I care about the children, everybody cares about the children. So what I'm willing to offer you is a yearly stipend of four dare, which you have said you require. Five. It's not like you don't have the money. Well, I do have the money for five. But I only have four on me at this moment. Well, that's fine. I'm just talking about yearly incomes. I'll take the four right now, if that's what you're going to do. Let's do the four today. Four and a half next year, five the following year, five and a half the year after that, and so on. Can't beat that. But I will stop here every once in a while. You won't know when I'm coming. I might not even come by myself. I might send somebody in my stead to check up on this situation here, to make sure that you are staying true to your word and the children are not being harmed. And what would you have us do? Just make sure that we don't fight the kids? Educate them. I do. Take them on outings. Where? Feed them nutritional meals. Lady Serene. Five dare. Four to five dare a year should get you enough supplies. It to should, that. Lady Serene. And it will. What I'm saying is you don't understand what it's like down here. I can't deny that. Of course I don't understand. I just saw a rat for the first time in my entire life. Of course I don't understand what it's like down here, but I'm here to do a good deed, okay? <laughs> this is my good deed. Will you take it or will you leave it? I'll take it. Thank you. Marma. Four days. Hmm. Now, on the flip side, I would like to personally invite you to House Serene tomorrow. It is a very big event for me. And I would like you to be there. You serious? I am serious. If you are friends with Khalid Serene of House Serene, there are many more perks in your future. You just have to keep your end of the bargain and keep these children safe, educate them, give them a better life than they maybe would have before they came here. Even the humans? Even the humans. When they're adults, do whatever you want with them. I don't care, but they're children, and children should get a fair chance. 
any being would feel that way. Okay. I'm right. not being sentimental here. I'm just saying. No, I, I have never. I'm just being ethical. You you, know, I've God. never heard you be sentimental, Lady Serene. That's never been something I've heard rumors about. No, I'm definitely not sentimental. Fine. And she reaches into a, a counter. She opens up. It's like, it's literally like a, like a, like an armoire. Mm-hmm. And she opens it and there's a bunch of papers in there. And she rifles through the papers. And she pulls out a contract. She writes it out very quickly. Put some place for you to sign it. She signs it. She's like, this is the, the terms, as you say, for now. Incrementals of half dares from now for the next ten years, let's say. And um, I will do these things, and I will not have the children fight each other. And you also won't hand me over to the warden. I am willing to sign this contract. Mm-hmm. But I will need it in goblin form on you. Like now? Like now. It's going to be about an hour for me to find a goblin who's going to be able to do this contract, right? Uh, how about this? How about this? You spend the hour with the children. I'll get you something to eat, maybe something better to wear, and uh, we'll take it from there. I'll go try to find a goblin. Please excuse me. And she, like, stands up, and uh, she leaves. I mean, please, please do recognize that if you never come back, I will find you and I will kill you myself. She doesn't even turn around as she says that. I will believe. Sandir. Yeah. You're with the children. Yeah. Paint me the scene of what, what you're doing with all these kids. Well, I'm not talking to them about the junior maps, but I am applying the principles of the junior maps. <laughs> I always, uh, ever since I got the handbook and read it for the fifth or sixth time, mm-hmm. I have always kept a belt pouch that's full of trail rations. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeding these children, making sure that they have some, some good food. Like a Disney princess. <laughs> and then I'm using my skills uh, that I've picked up just ambiently at the Chundali School of Staves to dress their wounds and make sure that they're comfortable and make sure that they... Uh, and I'm imparting as I go, I'm very solemn this whole time. And I'm trying to be cheerful, but it's not really working. And I'm talking to them about, you know, like, I'm giving them pointers about how to defend themselves instead mm. of how to hurt people. And at the same time, I'm showing them, like, this is how you dress a wound. You know, this, this person has a bruise. This is how you apply this. Oh, look, this is a terrible sprain. It needs to be elevated and iced all the time. And I'm just trying to help cool. them as much as I There's can. There's one moment where you're like, and this is how you block. And then Bertha goes, and then you go for the gut. No, Bertha. Only in the most dire circumstances do you hurt someone. But defense, the skills that you have learned, could be used to help other people. And that is quite a feat indeed. Sadly weakness to me. Sometimes, what appears to be weak is actually among the strongest things you can imagine. And with that, the camera pans back and Khalif has been there watching and listening for I'm like delighted. a little for I'm a like, little irritated about how cute it is. <laughs> um, I'm just like watching, I think. Yeah. Like. So you guys have an hour. What do you do for an hour? Uh, well, I would turn around eventually and see you, mm-hmm. whether you alert me to your presence or not. Mm. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. my lady Serene. Um, Marma is fetching a goblin to create a goblin contract. Oh. So I have the hour. I'm uh, training with you and the children. Well, I'm helping to dress their wounds. Would you like to join me? Oh. Yes, I would. Very nice. 
I, I, I'm taking. I'm gonna take off this stuff I have. There's no point in wearing these hoodie scarves anymore. Okay, you take off most of the stuff. What does your your usual clothes look like at this point? Um, I think it's just kind of like um, like a blue kind of iridescent kind of dress. Mm-hmm. Um, sparkling. Yeah. So you take everything off, and all the kids go. Ooh. Yes. Quite a beauty, isn't she? Oh. Oh, the dress is really nice. Do you like it? Bertha's like, yeah. yeah. Bertha, you would look amazing in this dress. No. <laughs> oh. No, I didn't say no, that. No, 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 you totally <laughs> did. You and totally like, did. Oh, um, so we're dressing moons. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, you go and you sit down next to Sandir, and when you do, all the kids go, oh. <laughs> um, quiet, you. Quite all of you. There's a shameless smile on my There's face. There's a little four-year-old that like tugs <laughs> in your dress and and goes and looks at you and goes, "Are you two together?" We're friends. We've known each other for a long time, but yet for some reason he like, didn't recognize like me. Like my daddy that. used to be with his mistress. Oh. Well, <laughs> you see, uh, what we are has yet to reach its full potential. Yes, um, I actually have um, not come of age yet to take a suitor, but soon I will, and I'm very excited. Yes. Tomorrow, actually. So we need to wrap this up literally and figuratively and uh, get on our way toward our next adventures of the evening. There are other things I need to collect before tomorrow, so let's wrap up these wounds, kids. And you spend the next hour going over that, uh, teaching them blocks, teaching them first aid, just talking to the kids. Um, spending time with them. And after an hour, uh, I imagine when you finally come back, you're like doing like a, a training game with them. Mm-hmm. It's like a fun game where they all are running around and doing stuff, but it's a training game. And it's not violent. It's physical, but it's not violent. Yeah. And it's not violent. Uh, it's just a, a game. And that's when uh, Marma comes in and she's like, got the goblin. Let's take care of this real quick. All right. Uh, please excuse me, children. It has been my pleasure to help you learn and... Dress your wounds. So, thank you all. Bye, Keely. Yes, everyone say goodbye, Keely. Bye, children. Marma, let's get down to business. Uh, And so she's like, look, and there's there's this goblin who's standing there. He's a burly goblin. Uh, He's got a bunch of tattoos on him. And uh, he's like, what do you want the contract? Marma, which arm do you use when you hit the children? Uh, Marma goes, I never hit the merchandise. Put it on her face. And uh, Marma turns and goes, Torwin? She like lifts up her skirt to a thigh, and you see her whole leg is covered in goblin marks. And she's like, in her thigh, Torwin. And uh, he like, and he makes the, the contract. It's not like an Igly contract, which is just words. Mm-hmm. Igly does, only does in script. Uh, this is in, a, in the, uh, the form of a wave. Uh, it's a picture of a wave mm-hmm. with Goblin script inside of it. Um, and she finishes that, and, and uh, Torben says, I'm going to need some of your blood. Mine? Yeah, just your hand. Is that typical of Goblin contracts? Mine are, yeah. Can I roll an investigate yeah, sure. or um, a notice whether or not that actually is typical? Or actually, maybe would it be resources? Roll an arcana. 
Academia. academia. I mean, it's it's an arcanic thing. Okay. Whichever is higher for you, Ar- arcana or arca- academia. Arcana is higher. Okay. Plus four. Plus four. You know that goblins that are not as strong in magic as Igly is need blood. Okay. So Igly, Igly is very strong right. in magic, and this goblin is obviously not as strong, so he needs your blood to bind it. Okay, I give him my blood. And so he pricks you and like finishes the contract. Pricks Marma and finishes the contract. He goes, there you go. And he like looks at Marma and holds out a hand, and she puts her her uh, her head over to you, Kalei. Mm-hmm. And Torwin Torwin comes over and like puts his hand out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be five now. Okay. I pull out the money and I give him the map. Pleasure. And he walks out. Marma, it was a pleasure doing business with you. I will see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Sandir, are you finished with the children? The doors open and you like turn back in and Sandir is... What are you doing? I've got them all over me. They're Uh, (laughs) they're like hanging off of my biceps. Oh, okay. All right, children, all right. I have a sudden urge to spawn. Oh. I think I get some Do what? No, you get... No. (laughs) You You get a fate chip if you give in to it. That's why I've never gotten a fate chip for that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did the same thing in episodes yet to be released. Yes. Can I get a fate chip for being too pure for this world? I think you should. I think you should. Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. uh, and you guys end up on the streets outside. And you guys aren't in the rat market anymore. You're like just outside the rat market. Yeah. So um, what do you guys want to do? I imagine there's a moment of quiet mm. as we're both processing what's been going on. And Sandir eventually breaks the silence. He says... I have come to find this city breathtaking in its depravity. But every day I am astounded by what we can accomplish by leveraging our skills and our resources to make things better. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I'm actually quite shocked with how it feels to do something good for someone with getting nothing in return. Yes, just imagine. All that craft, all that boldness. How might it do good in the future? It could. For example, just next, we have one more good deed to accomplish. I think I've already done my two good deeds. What were they? I helped the children by physically bandaging them. And I had yes. a contract with Marma, Baldwin. Hmm. Well, somewhat legalistic, but uh, it does have merit. I think you need to give me my potion. Let's say we just go have some fun first. Potion first, fun second. Hmm. I really need that potion. You're making it so hard for me. I don't know why. I'm going to take it out and look at it. It's it's pretty. Hmm. It suits you. And then I hand it to you. Out of curiosity, um, will I be seeing you tomorrow as well at my tribe turning? I would not miss it for the dare and the mab themselves. I don't think they exist. (laughs) I wouldn't miss it for this entire city, above and below ground. Good. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. Tell me what you guys do in a montage, one each, back and forth, starting with Sandir. Tell me one fun thing you guys did the rest of the evening. Um, well, we definitely uh, go find some street food, uh, and we look at it, but maybe we don't end up eating it. <laughs> I think we eat. Oh, it's totally gone. <laughs> All right, well then, Sandir. But she loves it. She's like, oh my god, what is this? Sandir tries it. 
And he's like, mm. It's not bad. Mm. It's like, it's heavily spiced. Um, it's got a lot of red pepper in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's over like flatbread. So it's like a, like a flatbread and meat type thing with some like cabbage slaw on it. I don't think she's ever been like allowed to like eat that kind of stuff. Like I think her diet has been very restricted. Very nice. What's one thing like, you, you do, Clay? You guys do together. I think um, she starts um, shoplifting from people in stores. Like, they go into stores, and she just starts taking like, one thing from each store. And after, like, they step out, she's like, and Roll she gives me. it to someone. Uh, she gives it to them. Yeah, she gives say. it away, because Candir gives it out looking. She's like, no, no, I'm going to say that's fine. I'm going to okay. say that's fine. Roll me a d6. But she doesn't take anything, like, expensive. It's like a piece of candy or, like, something, yeah. like, little. Roll me, roll me a, a d6. Five. You're able to get five things Yay. as the night progresses. And then we see, like, little montages of you, like, taking something and, like, giving it to a street urchin or, like, taking something. At one point, could you take something huge and get away with it? And then he gives you the look and she's like, fine. She goes back and in. She goes and back in. And like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Sandir, what's another fun thing you guys do? Well, uh, we are wandering down an alley between streets and some ruffians try to accost us. And so we have a rather fun time roughing them up in turn. Ooh. That's fun. Um, very nice. It's a beautiful fight. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing we just use water magic yeah. and just destroy them. In the middle of it, uh, like we come back to back. Oh, you're good at this. I know. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Back at it. Back at it. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, what's another fun thing? So obviously there is a goblin trio playing different stringed instruments. And they kind of... Talk to it, she kind of pulls him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that while they're dancing, she um, is kind of like, Have you ever had salt wine before? Have you ever had so much you couldn't stop dancing? And like, I think she kind of tries to like get him a little out of control. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she pulls him over to like a salt wine. Is like a salt wine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get that. Absolutely. Tomorrow is a massive day for me, and I honestly, I have so much anxiety about it. That's why I have to get this. I too am somewhat anxious about tomorrow. But shall we drink to the unknown future that tomorrow holds? Yes, to the unknown future. You both drink your salt wine, and we go through a slight montage of you guys, like, going from, like, like, uh, liquor stand to liquor stand to, like, bar to, like, you guys... Have a night. You did all these fun things. At some and then... point, I convinced her to sing in, a, in some CD tavern. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, amazing. Like, it's oh, unlike yeah. the other one. She's, like, it's, like, a jazzy, like... Like, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. As... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. And you guys, um, the sun is on its way to come up as you guys are on a rooftop. Um, and the moon is hanging low in the sky. And the first fingers of dawn are creeping over the walls, the distant, distant walls of the city. And um, you guys are on like a fourth story rooftop. It's kilted to the side. And uh, you're both there alone. And uh, do you mind if I say like Kalate's got her like her head on Sandra's shoulder? And they're sitting close together, mm-hmm. um, very drunk. 
Um, but like happy state. But happy. But in a happy yeah. state. And uh, I want you guys to play out that scene. Okay. Do you remember when we were down in that tavern? The... <laughs> The ratty, the ratty stinkhole, I think it was called. Something ditch. It's where I met my first rat. Your first rat? <laughs> Mr. Hinklesphinx. Have I told you about Conrad Cleanpaws? Is that another rat? Much more than a rat. <laughs> Let me tell you, Conrad Cleanpaws was the first unfortunate creature I ever helped. And yeah, I never saw him again. I always wanted to. Let's go find him now. He's gone. Oh my goodness, are you going to cry? <laughs> He's gone. Oh, it's Sandir. Apparent, it's apparent I'm that Clay can hold her liquor better than <laughs> Sandir. <laughs> I was raised on salt wine, Sandir. It's okay, it's okay. We can go find this person. The sun is rising in the east. I don't even want tomorrow to happen. Let's just head west together, and we'll go find your cleaver paws, or whatever his name is, and save him, or whatever you wanted to do. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone beyond the wall. I don't think anybody goes beyond the wall. Now you're just talking like a crazy person. Well, maybe. I didn't see it happen, so who knows? Could be. But what I did see happen was a woman I admired turn into something much more. Are you talking about that drunk woman we saw in the alleyway earlier tonight? <laughs> Maggie. Maggie. I'll never, I'll never forget her. Man, how could you? How could one? There are a lot of things about tonight that I won't forget. What about you? Um, I don't think I'll forget any of them. All of those kids that we helped, learning that it feels good to help people, sort of, kind of. It's fun to help people when it's with you, I guess. Oh. You know what they say about us? What? Like, you read all the scripts and everything, like... No, there are scripts? I don't read news about myself. That's all I do. Really? All day. You don't read the you read news about me? No, about me. Well, about us. Everyone's saying that we should be together because we're so good-looking and, and charming. Perfect. We're perfect. No, you're perfect. I'm a monster. No, it's <laughs> not true. Yes. I'm a monster. No, no, I'm a monster. I have done terrible things and I'm willing to do them again. I... you are? Of course. Well, if it was the right situation. With the right situation, okay. I think... I think... I could do a lot in the right situation. I want to save this whole city. I can do it. I'm Sandir Chandali. And I will do it. Can I do it with you? <sighs> no, not... I'm saving my spawning for tomorrow, you know that. Can I help you save the city? Well, practice makes perfect. Indeed. Shall we go save the city? Let's save the city, and you know that potion will come desperately in handy. You and think so? I think so, I think so. You still didn't tell me what it does. 
It's kind of a female thing, but I, I guess I trust you enough to tell you. I am honored, and if nothing else, I am deeply trustworthy. It stops spawning. Stops it? If you lose your spawning to somebody that you don't want to lose it to, or don't mean to lose it to, it stops, it stops it, and basically makes your body as if it never happened. Why would you, why would you want to do that? Well, as you know, tomorrow is the day that determines the person that I spend my life with and that I spawn with, and what if I don't like that person? Well, then you, you use some of that water magic. Clarity. The potion? Yeah. No, I mean you use the water magic and you slap them in the face with that water. I thought you were going to tell me to kill them with the water, but yeah, slap them in the face makes more sense. <laughs> I am Sandir Shindali. Killing isn't my thing. But you know it but is slapping my thing. It. Slapping. Slapping. Okay. Yes. Okay. Alright. With this staff right here, I slap all kinds of people. How you and as you as you raise that staff in the air, um, you like send off like some magical sparks. Uh-huh. Kind of drunkenly. And uh, within a minute of that happening, there is a of oh, propellers as a um, an airship comes by, comes low, and over the side there's a, I say, I say, sir, uh, are you stranded? <laughs> I saw the distress spray I go up. Quick, run, run. Are we together? Are we going together? We're going to flee. Yay! To no. the west. To the west! The sun isn't coming up. An adventure. I love adventures. All right. I love adventures, Do we have time too. for more adventures? I don't have to be back at my state until probably... Who cares? I'll show up when I show up and all the guests can wait. That's right. Let's go! And as you run away, this this uh, this Johnny, who's out for a pleasure cruise on his on his yacht, is very much like I say, don't don't run, no, it's it's have fun. We will. So, my question is then, because you guys head off to spend the rest of the day together, mm-hmm. what makes you go back? What is the thing that makes you end up at your tide turning? Because I think, I think during the day, and you guys have a great day. You guys have a spectacularly fun day. What we saw in that montage with you guys in Dogwood Ditch is just the beginning. And you guys head off to have this great day. We don't even see the montage of that day. We see you guys at the end of that day um, laughing and talking and being very close with each other. But something makes you go back, Kalei. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Um, I don't want to like speak for Sandir, but my guess is like I think she, I think she offers him her spawning, and I think he says he's too big of a gentleman. What 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 do you say to that, Sandir? What do you, what do you think? Um, and she says I have the potion. I could just take it now. We can go get. I'll go get more. Uh. Because I feel like you offer to leave completely. Yeah. To yeah. just leave. To yeah. like, you guys are going to spend your life in Dogwood Ditch. Yeah. Live in a tiny little the place. The rats live there. They can make me gowns. You're going to make your way across the city and find out things. And there's this, there's this grand moment where you guys 
have this, this moment realizing that if you wanted to, you could disappear in this city and no one would ever be able to find you again. Dicey mm. and Calypso. Dicey and Calypso. <laughs> out for fun and adventure in this world. And you could do that. And no one can stop you because you are Sandir Chundali and Kalaith Serene of House Serene. And I, I'm going to set the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's you guys on a bridge. The sun is... It's late afternoon. You guys are out of Dogwood Ditch. You've, like, ridden a train and, like, took a carriage ride. And you've gone through the city and you've had a great day. But you're on this bridge. And it's one of those, if we go past this bridge, we could get lost. And no one will ever find us. And I, I want this scene. I want this scene where you guys recognize... That you have to stay, or or decide how, or whatever it is, it's going to be. I would love to see this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it fair to say that you have the clarity in your hand right I now? I do. Yeah, I have it with me. Okay. Um, my darling Kilaith, today has been the best day of my life, and I hope it has been for you too. It has. Look, over there, on the western end of this bridge is infinite possibility. He points out there, and we can see from there, there's another ward, there's another town, but there's, we see fields, and we see the wall in the distance, and we see roofs and buildings as far as the eye can see. And behind us here, to the east, is everything we know, the heights and the depths. But I notice also that the sun is no longer here in the east. The sun is in the west. And that we cannot outrun it. We can't outrun, but we could hide from it. We could. Me as Calypso and you as Dicey. Yes. We could rob banks and give the money to children. We could, we could. But do you know what? I'd rather do it as Calate and Sandir. But why? I will never have freedom. Tomorrow, who knows who I'm going to end up with. You have more freedom than I'll ever have. You can be with anybody that you want. I could, and I hope I will. I will need a much bigger guarantee than a hope. I hold out my hand for the clarity, mm-hmm. and I look at it. You know it's not so pretty now that I look at it. I hope you're talking about the clarity and not me. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> and I find that it's awfully small and inconstant. We could use it, and then we could have even more fun today. We could continue our flight from... All the troubles that harry us. Or, if you would, we could turn around. We could go back. And instead of a potion, I might be your clarity. I would love that. But there is no guarantee that you will be able to be there for me after tomorrow. There may come times where we are separated by leagues and with other people and making decisions on the fly. You never know what tomorrow can hold. If we stay here now, we can enjoy this moment forever. Yes. There is danger and excitement down both roads. Mm. And I can't guarantee that I'll be there for you always. I take comfort in knowing that I don't have to be, because you are 
powerful, momentous, and beautiful woman in your own right. You don't need me. I know, but I really like you. And I really like you. All right, so tomorrow you have to promise me you have to win. You have, you have to! Why are you laughing? This isn't a laughing matter. This, this is, is the, my life. This is the easiest promise I have ever made. I will win for you tonight, and I will win for you tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after that. Oh my gosh, that. is it tonight already? I can't it do it. Has. I can't do it. The hangover got to me too, but we've conquered that today, and in light of that, I think we can conquer anything together. Do you promise me tonight you will win my spawning rights? You will beat out any odds, anything that's thrown at you. I have never lost anything before. I do not aim to start today. I promise you that I will win tonight. We will be together for the rest of our lives. Then nothing will stand in our way. That's right. And you both reach over and seal that. How? How do you seal that promise? With a kiss, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> a long one. Several kisses. A very kisses. long one. And you kiss each other on that... On that, uh, on that bridge. The question is now, how do you guys get back? Well, I have to find a bigger flower. The uh, one that I got is huge. It takes up half of my chest, but it's just not going to work. Okay. <laughs> I think, um, I think she asks him to walk her home, and I th or to accompany her home because I think she wants to display to the suitors that may be arriving early. Like I've, picked, I've chosen. And I'm totally comfortable with that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm going to say you guys go and you find a teleportation station. Uh, you spend the rest of the money you have. Which is probably like a penny. Yeah, like you, you spend... That was like a lot of my dad's money. Yeah, you, you like pull out a reserve of money that you had that you were keeping. Mm -hmm. And you spend it all to teleport yourselves back. And you teleport yourselves back to... Uh, the Serene Estate, and the place is in an uproar, complete uproar, because you've been gone all day long. Mm -hmm. Sandir, you run, you run back to your 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 home to go and get changed. And before he leaves, I think I kiss him in front of everybody there. Cool. Like there's no chance. Okay, this and I think I mean it's deal. not in front of like your suitors. It's in front of like like my family, my your, brothers, your family, my dad. brothers, and stuff like that. I, yeah. The uproar is because she's been missing all day. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I so. Uh, I think plenty of people in your family are directing their uproar at me. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, the brothers take you aside and like talk to you about this is unacceptable. You can't do this. I uh, I don't have eyes for any of this. I'm just looking at you the whole time, and I'm holding your hands. And I say, not even this will stop me from my victory. Prepare yourself. I prepare. <laughs> you two separate. And I think she, I think she takes the clarity. Mm -hmm. I think she throws it against the ground. And, and I don't think that cracks it. She like puts on the ground, and steps on it. And she yeah. walks across, and you guys go and get ready, and prepare yourselves for a wonderful evening. Zendai comes to you, mm -hmm. Kalei, mm -hmm. and he's your youngest brother. Yeah. Um, and he comes to you, and he's dressed in his his finery, and. Uh, you know that he is he's set up to be your second. Mm -hmm. So when there's gonna be a moment where you meet all your suitors. Yeah. Um, you, and they all bring you a gift and then they go to the party, basically. Mm -hmm. There's a receiving line, basically. Um, and Zendai comes in and uh, he helps you get dressed. He, he like helps finishes the finishing touches on you, stuff like that. 
And he goes, so, do you spend all day with Sandir? Mm-hmm. And you, you've chosen him? Yes, I love him. Why about everybody else? I don't care about everybody else. They can enjoy the cake and the no, wine and go home. You know, I understand, Colleen. I... no one's ever told you what to do. You've always just done what you're going to do. People have told you to what to do, but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I do what I want, yeah. I know. I, I know, Clay. What are you getting at? This is really important. It's not just important for you. It's important for all of us. Yes, and if I marry Sandir, then that kind of assures that we will have a close connection with the School of Staves, which is a massive part of Nayari culture. This is a good marriage. This is a good choice. It's smart. And honestly, like, I wasn't joking when I said that I was in love with him. I know it's probably hard for you to believe because all I've done is torment you and beat you at all your games. But these guys are bad at that. I don't it's not me. It's you. Clay, I don't care. Clay, you're my, you're my big sister. I've, I've always looked up to you. Mm -hmm. I've always admired you for what you've done. You, father doesn't scare you. Gaiden doesn't scare you. None of them scare you. Nothing scares you. You just kind of go through life. And I, I wish that I could have that. I don't. I, I know myself. I don't have that. I just want you to remember, Kalef, that what you do doesn't just affect you. It affects me, too. And you blowing off all of your suitors puts not just the house, it puts me in a bad position. I... I have dreams, Clay. I have things I want to do with my life. And I'm not saying that you need to marry somebody or whoever anybody picks. You get to pick. If it's Sandir, that's great. But you can't blow off everybody. Because if you do, Clay, my prospects go down. I hear what you're saying. If you blow off people, they are offended. And if they are offended, my prospects. I'm the youngest son. I get nothing here, Clay. Ever. I'm lucky if I'm going to get a job at the Arcanica Guild. I might be a Serene, but I'm the smallest one here. And if you blow them off, they're offended. And if they're offended, they might think twice about hiring me or helping me. I'm just saying, Kalaith, and like I said, you do what you want to do. But what you do affects me more than anyone else. I hear what you're saying. I love you, sis. I love you, too. And as long as I'm alive, nothing bad will ever happen to you. I will see all the suitors. I will give them give them fair chance. Time. I will do my due diligence as the only daughter of House Serene. Okay. Thank you. Are you happy? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And we have a moment when Kalith shows up for her tide turning. And there's Sandir. Waiting. Mm -hmm. Waiting to be led in only with her. Mm -hmm. And she gets out of the carriage, and Zendai gets out with her, and she takes Zendai's arm, and she walks right past Sandir, and heads up those stairs, and heads into the tide turning. And I want you to describe your feelings in that moment as you both pass each other, and you both look at each other. All right, so um, it is taking like every ounce of self-control for Kalev. 
um, mentally and physically. Like her body, like wants to to be with his. Um, she's also like in her mind, like this is the night that she will be spawning. Like she's a very like aroused, and like it's to him that she's wanting to be with physically. So her body is it's like it's like straining to stay on track with her brother. But she really does care about, especially her youngest two brothers. And so she is hoping that Sandia realizes that she will pick him. No matter what happens, she will pick him. But she has to put on a good show. And she's committed to playing that part. Um, I think she plans to send him word of this. That's her plan. Perfect. As she heads in. Same here. We don't, we aren't privy to his thoughts, but... We watch as Sandir watches Galaith walk down with her brother, and there's a brief look of shock on his face. And then she passes him, and he watches her walk up into the palace, and uh, his eyes narrow. And this is the exact same way that his eyes narrow just before a match. And you can see just the tiniest grin crack on his face perfect and I think that's the end of the episode end of episode the players are Eli Kurtz as Sandir Trindali and Mary-Kate Arnold as Calaith Serene the music for Warda was written by Arnie Parrott he can be found at atptunes.com Additional music for this episode of Warda was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Warda was created by Ali Grauer and Drew Merzieski. You can follow Warda on Facebook, on Twitter, and you can learn more about the world and our process at welcometowarda.com. And if you feel so inclined, you can support us at patreon.com slash whimsyartifice. That's all for now. Thank you for listening.